third time we're trying to talk about the Ultimate Warrior. Dude, this is the fourth time we've tried to talk about the fucking Ultimate Warrior. It's this like his ghost. This is the fourth time. The Ultimate Warrior. Hulk! Hogan! His, well, I guess he did have four runs. So, the fourth run is good if you're recording about the Ultimate Warrior. No, Blade Runner Rock. That's not true. That would make... Blade Runner Rock. The inspiration for the rock so what I'll take that what do you mean yep. all right dylan explain to everyone the reason why we're doing ultimate warrior and the reason why um you're so excited for this episode i quite frankly i'm not jazzed about talking about the ultimate warrior no well we're, we're very exasperated with talking about this man now at this point but it is a messy maze we're going to talk about people who were uh, detrimental to their own career in professional wrestling, uh, and, you know, we'll, we'll slide in one guy who basically is the epitome of messy uh, of messiness and uh, being a detriment to his own career uh, next week, uh, as far as drugs and alcohol go, but uh, we're also going to do people who either got injured or uh, basically got themselves out of the running for being a professional wrestler through other means, be it being a piece of shit or just flat out being a woman. Wait, who is a woman? No one. Good. No one in professional wrestling. No one in professional wrestling is a woman. Vince McMahon thinks the women's division is just a cruiserweight division, I'm sure. Um, Those cruiserweights have okay tits, yeah. is what he says. The, the confusion over who's a woman and who's a man in pro wrestling led to uh, three different men fucking Jimmy Hart. <laughs> why uh, Why is why, D- are we, why are we giving David Flair the cruiserweight title? That's Charlotte. No, it's not. Yeah. Oh, David my God. Did Stacey Keebler actually have that baby in 1999? Because it is. It's Charlotte. You know what I mean? Let me say this. That's amazing. Let's, we've, been start, we've started the previous four episodes. We're talking about the beginning of the Ultimate Warriors career. Let's start this one. This, this episode that everyone will be hearing where I'm going to literally go hari-kari on my dick. Oh, yeah. It, let's talk about the Ultimate Warriors. Somebody call Kai and Ty because John's dick's getting cut off. Choppy, choppy, pee-pee, babe. Let's talk about the Ultimate Warrior at his end. The Ultimate Warrior, much like um, that handsome man who later later played Fisher in Married with Children, he was the bellwether of disaster when it came to WCW. He was the last big WWF name that was unsigned. He was given a signing bonus of $1 million. He showed up after the summer of where Bill Goldberg was seen with Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. All of them talking about what it felt like to have a steroid needle in their butt, or steroid, because oh, yeah. steroid. Yeah, 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 yeah. And at the end of that summer, as WCW, WWF doesn't talk about this, but WCW was rallying pretty big in the ratings. Mm-hmm. Who do they introduce to be the final nail in the coffin? The Ultimate Warrior, of course. They introduced Jim Helwig, and ladies and gentlemen, let me just say this: we're doing this episode under duress. Our fans wanted it. I know you're thinking, you guys actually have fans. Yeah, we think we do. We actually think we have subscribers. We don't know how to use this equipment. But much like the Little Warriors, um, you're an unknown army that scares us, quite frankly. And we need you to rate, subscribe, do all that shit on iTunes. Now back yeah, to please this. rate and subscribe, or just rate. Here's the problem with talking about the Ultimate Warrior. People subscribe. It's all, it's one nebulous thing. Unlike, both, that's great. Unlike the 123 Kid or fucking Jake the Snake Roberts, the problem with Ultimate Warrior is that his douchebaggery... Knows no bounds, but it's also fucked up shit. Like putting in his contract, you have to buy a hundred thousand copies of my comic book, or 
um, for fuck's sake. Like, I beat Triple H in 11 seconds in the ring. And I do it. And the reason why that's douchebaggery is that taught Triple H never lose. Or the fact that he's like, um, I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm a magician barbarian, so I appear in the middle of the ring. And they're like, what? And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then that trapdoor, because they just would wrestle people on a metal trapdoor because it's WCW, would lead to fucking uh, Davy Boy Smith being in a full body cast with fucking toxoplasmosis and nearly dying. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, that's all he, uh, all he ever did was, but here's the other thing, though. And maybe this completely undercuts the premise of our entire month. Was he really... Like, didn't the Ultimate Warrior... And I understand the man has passed away now. Um, what? But was the Ultimate Warrior whoa, 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 wait, really what? a mess? Like, didn't he just get two to three solid runs? Like, what... Like once, A guy like the Ultimate Warrior, being that he's, like, mysterious and blah, blah, blah as his character and all that isn't he didn't he get the most out of wrestling and then just kind of say bye 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 you know what i mean like i think the well, reason why he's portrayed as a mess and he's not really anymore after the uh, pardon me i'm gonna yawn uh, night, much, like night. A, much like a member of the crockett family watching a dingo warrior match <laughs> that's really good thank you um i think the problem with the ultimate warrior is ultimate warrior is vince mcmahon's perfect wrestler he wrestles, yeah. his best matches are 30 seconds long. He believes he should be talking, but none, none of it makes sense. And he looks awesome without his shirt on. Yeah. Like, even after his Hall of Fame speech at WrestleMania 30, in that suit wearing that trench coat, his fucking speech on Raw was insane. But still, like, they still play it over and over and over again. Even though the Ultimate Warrior, the reason why he's a douchebag is he held them up for money a couple of times. He no-showed a few times. He was definitely on steroids. He didn't change with anyone else. He demanded his own set and dressing room and wasn't doing, like, Make-A-Wish Foundation stuff like Hogan was. So that's how we got a reputation for being a douchebag. But what I think it was also was guys didn't like him because he was, quote-unquote, you know, we're both comedians, and there are those comedians where people are like, they're not true comedians, they haven't been out on the road and face paid their dues. And it's like, yeah, he wasn't a dues-paying guy. He had other advantages and other skills that allowed him to be the champion and be the only guy who built Hulk... Built? And by built, I mean beat. Beat Hulk Hogan in fucking seven years. Yeah, and it was like... Yeah, Except for the fucking Andre the Giant, but I know Andre the Giant didn't win clean because of the special twin referee that was hired by um, uh, Ted DiBiase. Do not send me emails. No, send John lots of emails. You're right, though. Like, that was the thing. It was much more presented as, like, you're just going to lose to this guy. Like, Vince basically came to him and was like, you are losing to my perfect boy. Yeah. Um, but, and it Hulk is, Hogan, it is, you are no it longer... exactly that. It's the Ultimate Warrior was clearly the guy who was like, oh, we're pushing the shit out of this guy. And he rose as fast as you possibly could in the 80s, where it's like, by 88, 89, 90... I mean, that is three years, but... That's as fast as you could in the 80s just because everything happened so gradually. Like, they didn't have the weekly TV shows back then, obviously, but they didn't have weekly TV to get you used to the fact that this guy is gradually winning more and more, like they did with Goldberg, where they could do that story arc in essentially like a year, year and a half, because they had, once again, three hours of fucking TV to fill, so Goldberg comes out, murders everybody. Well, that's the other thing, and I think... That's a good parallel to draw, is Goldberg would be the modern equivalent 
of the Ultimate Warrior, and actually still has a clean win over Hogan that Hogan never contractually made them bring him into a company so he could beat, which he does have over the Ultimate Warrior. Um, exactly. The Ultimate Warrior. It's I, the exact same thing. It's the exact same thing where there are two guys who the their most effective was when they were just smashing people very quickly. Goldberg was a Goldberg was a better wrestler, but that's just more a function, I believe, of being in that time period where uh, 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 where you that I can't tell if Dylan's breaking up or not, but basically what I think he, Dylan's trying to say is that Bill, was, the style was more physical and, and whatever. Absolutely, blah, 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 but Goldberg limited. Let's just—they're both limited wrestlers with crazy looks who can't do promos. Um, I would say the Ultimate Warrior actually could Love. do a better promo than Bill Goldberg. Can't believe I've said that, but I would also say that the Ultimate Warrior um, also couldn't really move, especially in his early, early run, like when he's the. Um, in that first initial feud with Rick Rude, when he's in a feud with Her, uh, um, Hercules Hernandez, which has its uh, blow-off match at WrestleMania 4. And if you ever want to see two dudes that are just on steroids, watch that match. Like, <laughs> it literally looks like two bags of cement that were left in the rain being thrown at each other, with Bobby the Brain Heenan just outside being like, well, one of these people is just going to have to, what the fuck? Like... It's just ridiculous. That is the thing. That is the thing people forget about the glory era of professional wrestling. It was. It was like the workers. The workers were like Mr. Perfect, Macho Man, Arn Anderson. Uh, Ar- no, uh, no, in the Fed specifically, oh. Ricky Steamboat, Jake Roberts. Enjoy watching these boulders run into each other. Like yeah. Watch watch these seven men attempt to do any move against a man who's mostly bicep. <laughs> and the Honky Tonk Man, the greatest Intercontinental... Was it? No, was Honky Tonk Man or Mr. Perfect? I can't believe I'm forgetting this. The longest was, reigning Intercontinental Champion? No, 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 no. Who lost to, who lost to uh, the Ultimate Warrior, Warrior in like 10 seconds? Because he was like, I'm not fucking working with that guy. Like The answer <laughs> is he's also, and still is, I believe, the longest reigning Intercontinental Champion is the person who lost the Ultimate Warrior. The Honky Tonk Man. It would be the Honky Tonk Man. Very good. And... Isn't it and isn't it funny that in that match both guys obviously have their wonky relationships with the the Fed over the years? But the the uh, Ultimate Warrior is also a very he's a very weird case of almost living your gimmick. Like if you've seen the the Warrior University that I tried to join in two thousand five. Wait a minute, what is the like, Warrior? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What is the Warrior? The university? Ultimate Warrior had a university. What do you mean? <laughs> where you would just you would get a degree. It was ten thousand dollars to enter and the ultimate warrior would just say a bunch of weird shit and then write you would write down what he says and then there'd be tests and you could get a degree in warriorness no that's and not I true i think it was and i want to say it was like on top of another restaurant in one of those like weird small town mini malls like i always placed it in like you, I don't know if you ever, and this is much, very much a Canadian thing, but they'll be like the mini mall with all the stores you've heard of. You got your McDonald's, you got maybe like a West 49 in there, baby. But mm-hmm. then there's the other one where it's just necessary things within the town where it's like, this is a, this is a therapist's office above. Uh, and then above that therapist's office is uh, a guy who specializes in just ankle therapy. Yeah, yeah, no, I know what you're talking about, which is in every Canadian city that's not Toronto or Montreal or Vancouver, here are the two shopping malls. you got the one, it's got a movie theater, it's got a Levi's, it's got a Gap, and your other one, and it's got a barber shop. 
a, at least two dental practices. A restaurant, possibly that's a 50s diner, and the Warrior University. Yeah, that's the ship that the Open Warrior... <laughs> That's why he's considered a douchebag. It's also, he didn't embrace being a wrestler. I don't think he really liked it. I think he came across a little bit like he was ashamed of it. Especially because he didn't, like, open a wrestling school or do any of that sort of shit. You know what I mean? But what's also yeah. crazy is also how long his run actually was. It's it's a very it's a very good example of getting the most out of very limited. And I think that like, it really negatively he, affected Vince McMahon because Vince McMahon could see how far they took the Ultimate Warrior how much they did with such a fucking limited bag of shit worker. And I think that that's why someone like Roman Reigns even now is suffering a lot because to Vince McMahon he's going, well, we did so much with a guy who we literally painted neon and said that he was from an unknown island and possibly was a wolf. Like, you have to understand that if you follow the logic of professional wrestling characters, you will eventually be driven mad. But the Ultimate Warrior especially is insane. Who is he? He's a painted man who shows up at our shows. We, he doesn't dress in the locker room. He beats up these other wrestlers, and then he leaves. He possibly eats fire, and based on his promos, eats batteries. <laughs> that's a very good... That's a, and people thought he was dead. Like, he lived this fucking gimmick, man. Like, he... Um, I, was, that's, I'm trying, I was trying to find this for a bit, but and this is something my friend told me. Um, but when Raw went live soon after, and the Warrior did have matches with Goldust, when Goldust's character was, I'm gay and that's bad and no one likes that. Um, and the Warrior is a conservative, and you can imagine what happened. Can you say all of that again? You kind of cut out. No worries. Um, the ulti- He lived his gimmick. Yeah. He, so... He was because he just did all this crazy stuff all the time. Like he's and he's known for his conservative values. He was very much like and when Raw went live, um, but he was feuding with Goldust at the time, and I think he called him. He either called him Gay Dust or just flat out dropped the f bomb and the one with my last name in it uh, on Goldust on live TV, and everyone was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> please don't." Because <laughs> that was when Goldust was like, remember his introductory promo was he's gay and Razor Ramon doesn't like that. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, it's one of your favorite programs ever in um, in wrestling, which is uh, this is a gay man and this is a Cuban, and we all know what happens when those two groups get together. Caliente loco, yeah, get out of here. Muy spicy, muy guapo. Muy guapo, eh, you're bad. Eh, civil unions are too much, even. What a crazy time it would have been to be in that month. So that was May 1996 when that happened. Yeah. That, that was the, the oh, pardon me, eight, uh, that was like uh, March, April 1996. That was the same time that um, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall have left, and the Ultimate Warrior um, uh, keeps calling Goldust the F word. That ends, that ends Dylan's name. Um, My last name's Gott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, he was doing it a lot on house shows, according to the internet. I just Wikipedia'd, which was also causing problems, and also maybe one of the reasons why he no-showed um, was that they asked him not to do that anymore. To do house shows? No, to not call Goldust gay on house shows. <laughs> You know, just when I thought this episode was going to be bad. That was the Warrior University. was like, it's a conservative university. We found a vein of gold in this, the pile of shit that's the Ultimate Warrior. 
Um, Jim, can you come in here for a second? Yeah, what's up? Hey, listen, you're using derogatory terms granted in front of wrestling fans, which is kind of like saying, you guys are all white in front of the KKK, but could you just not, like, we're trying to save our company and we're, like, in a war with a multinational media conglomerate, so the last thing we need is, like, a glad protest or anything, and he's just like, uh, I've made my living wearing bows and tassels. People need to know I'm not gay. So All he does is he runs out as fast as he can, which let's talk about the things that made the Ultimate Warrior great, though. While you're crapping on him, you could you could easily say uh, the Ultimate Warrior, best, one, best entrance, this is why you draw the correlation with Goldberg, amazing entrance, great physical charisma, um, but it's just he's too big, he's too muscular to ever even approach having enough energy to pull off being that guy which is when you're a main event guy you can't like that's the thing there's no reason to not push the ultimate warrior but when you do you have to understand that guy can't keep that level of energy for the entire match which leads to you having weird main events or like I completely agree. I think that, that but wait, like he can pretty much run into a territory and run out. So it's weird because he's this baby face heel thing where you can, like, if Ultimate Warrior would have been way more effective if people just dug him as a heel because he could, he could, you know, just crush everybody and then lose to like Hogan or whatever and then be out of the territory. But, well, a couple of things is a. By the time he was debuting, the territories were basically done and he wasn't welcome in them. Is, but B, I think that. The part of the problem with him as a main event star is all of the bad guys have been defeated by either him or Hogan already. They put him with um, Rick Rude as his first big feud after he won the title. And that didn't make any sense because he'd already beaten the fucking piss out of Rick Rude a bunch of times. I think that was part of the problem. I think it was also that they didn't they didn't need him to work. And I don't think Vince McMahon really wanted him to learn how to do it because in Vince's head he's like, he's perfect. He can do it all. So I think... <laughs> I see your point. That being said, his, how they presented him, holy fucking shit, was it awesome. It was just, but it's so simple. It's so straight ahead. Oh, this guy destroys everybody because he looks like he would murder everybody. I don't He's even, I, think, I actually think it goes beyond that. I think by running to the ring, he was the first really high energy rock sort of theme. The That's true. That sort of idea, like, and he wasn't that family friendly. Like, he was talking about skulls a lot. Like, no one really understood what the <laughs> fuck he meant, but... Yeah, it's good, because he was a shift from the hero of, like, Hulk Hogan, who was like, I'm fighting these guys uh, for us. Yeah. I mean, I'm man of the people. Uh, you know, here's a good lesson for the kids, because the Ultimate Warrior's like, I'm going to fucking kill all these guys. I'm going to drop and... my leg on that fat guy for America, as opposed yeah. to... Um... I'm going to splash anyone for any reason. Let's fucking fight bad. Um, and I, I, another point is the, the way the character is set up is they got the most they could out of him because it was four solid years of the title chase and whatnot. But um, you can't have... You can't have... like it, It's another example of a guy who... Great, great, great. He wins the title and then obviously... Not honestly, but it almost all goes to crap because there's no there's no like place you can take him afterwards. Like there's no place to go really with the the warrior. No, there's no. Je uh, I see what you're saying. There's no jeopardy to him. 
Um, the best part about him is he rolls over people. Yeah. He's, like, like a, he's almost like a secondary champion type character where it's like, oh, that guy could beat the world title. And then he does. You're like, oh, he won, wins the world title. And then it's like you almost have to – the next stage for him is you have to beat people in new and interesting and awesome ways. And frankly, the name of the Ultimate Warrior uh, would have been better if they would have just – switched to, this sounds bizarre but if they would have just given it to sting because sting was just more athletic so he could be the next phase up from hulk hogan completely where you're looking at a guy who's lumbering he's doing this for us uh he's doing it for america versus a guy who's quick in the ring intense beats hulk hogan and by the pay-per-view in the new month because is he gonna win yes he's gonna win we all know that by now that's how that's how this place works we know hogan was a dominant champion so obviously the guy who takes over for him is gonna be a dominant champion but how is he gonna win like what amazing move is he gonna do and in the early 90s that could just be he did a splash off the off the top of those ropes look how tall look at he was on the top yeah you know like he did the the that guy's tall and he did a drop kick yeah exactly yeah, remember how fucking apeshit everyone went when the giant could do a dropkick? I mean, still, that was awesome, but... And also, let's all be honest, not that many... Uh, not that good of a dropkick. Wow, you're being a nitpicker with Paul White. I am. I'm just here, being a right? dick. But let me also just say this, quickly. And let me also just say, if you're playing the, uh, the Wrestler Review uh, drinking game, you could probably take a drink, because I've said, let's say this, about one billion times already this episode. Um... <laughs> Ultimate Warrior loses the championship, redeems himself completely in what I think is possibly one of the best WrestleMania matches of all time that never gets discussed, never gets brought up, is so fucking emotional and so good, and the ruins the rest of the card, but no one talks about it, which is... Wrestle- him and Savage? WrestleMania 7, him and Savage, is so fucking awesome. And I don't understand... Yeah, that's great. Yeah, but no one brings it up. It's never in, like... The WrestleMania moment, like it's, and that's part of it. Is also his reputation is a tad fucking tarnished because no one really wants to bring up the couple of times when he did fucking amazing things. But but the I guess the main thing is he was car- like he, he was the first the previous year he's carried by Hogan and then that year he's carried by Savage. Like if you think about the emotion attached to that, it's mostly Savage, like Savage and Liz and Savage trying as hard as he can. And getting himself over as a babyface. And they still put Hulk Warrior over crazy. Like, didn't Savage hit three or four elbows in that match? Like, Savage hits four elbows in that match. And it's also the only time that, like, when he jumps up, it's, like, this close from him not making it. Like, it's so close. There's all this yeah. thing. But also, like, the fucking... Savage also takes, a, like, two big splashes and a shit ton of clotheslines. Like, it's fucking nuts. Mm. It's the first example of, in WrestleMania, just hit your finisher one bazillion times. Dylan's now going outside to smoke because he's an unprofessional broadcaster. <laughs> no, that's not. That's not the, the noise was, I think, you adjusting your pussy. Uh, uh, you have a pussy, and that's bad, too. What? He's, uh, yeah, he, like, if you, if you look at his WWF career, you can nitpick, but they essentially put the man in a great position to succeed. Um, it's just that his character and his skills as a professional wrestler really didn't allow him to. Like, what's the next phase? Like, I don't know, you you don't want, want to get into fantasy booking on these type of things, but, like, what's the next phase for the Ultimate Warrior once he has the title? You almost have to have a guy... You almost have to have a guy who Hulk Hogan... And this is the thing, this is the way Hogan worked, of course, but you have to have a guy who Hogan never beat. 
Yeah, and there's unless you bring in Ric Flair, that's, you, that's, that's nobody. Never, and that just doesn't exist. Like <laughs> Hogan got it. Hogan got that ass. No matter how, like, no matter who it was, he got that ass. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah he fucked a lot of people. Is that what you're saying? He, like, not like with his with his dick, but with his uh, boot and his words, he did because no one in that company was untouched by the Hulk Hogan's washing machine. No, I completely agree. It was also one of those things where everyone thought it was beneficial um, uh, to, you know, at least be in the ring with Hogan because you got this big payday. So everyone was able to do it. Everyone wanted to do it. It was fucking terrible. Yeah, it's one of those. And, and the, the only other option that I can see, which was something that Hogan wouldn't have agreed to, and, you know, rightfully so, put all your eggs in the goddamn warrior basket, which is like, ho- put Hogan, make Hogan turn heel. But the thing that, and I think they say this in the self-destruction of the warrior, do you think the thing is, very plainly, like, Hulk Hogan liked wrestling better than the Ultimate Warrior did. So he, this I gotta be on top, I gotta win every match thing, for Hogan was just like, oh, I have, because then in the make-believe world, I'm the strongest professional wrestler. Yeah. Like, even if it doesn't attach, like, my brand is that, but for the warrior, he was just like, yeah, I mean, if you put all your eggs in the warrior basket, then what? how much does he hold up the fucking Fed for at that weird SummerSlam? And it is weird because people say, oh, the, the business dipped, but, like, when you talk to people, like, I'm 30, you're 30. How many people do you talk to that are like, the Ultimate Warrior was my favorite wrestler? Um, a few. I remember Danny Higgs when I was growing up liked the Ultimate Warrior and thought that Hulk Hogan was a booger. I remember he said that when we were six <laughs> years old. And, um, and then he also... I apologize, I have to go to the bathroom. I also need to plug in my computer and change the batteries for this, so let's uh, pause the recording really quick and go. come right back. Ooh, what's this? The episode's not over. It's just me. Your pal John is telling you shut up with your phone and go to iTunes. Rate, subscribe. Do all that fun stuff I told you at the beginning, but I'm telling you again in the middle. We don't have sponsors. We're sponsored by you. We're a user-sponsored podcast. That we don't want money. We just want you to tell people. Rate it. Respond. Let us know if we think you think we're a bunch of fucking idiots and we suck giant balls. Okay. Kiss me. my wife's now i'm the husband next week messy may continues as dylan and i discuss jake the snake roberts Only functions mostly <laughs> why do you edit out my farts i want to know that i don't edit out the- what do you edit out i don't know just like weird coughs and shit <laughs> good luck editing that out you fucking idiot <laughs> they're like references to like i don't know other shit we should talk about like what like, I don't know, those sensors. There's no, no sensor. There's no sensors. You're the sensor. I bleep everything. Don't bleep everything. I bleep everything. I bleep you totally. I bleep all the things you say. You're a bag of shit. I'm just a fucking, I'm a fucking fuckboy. You're a fuckboy. Also, you should know that I've been recording all of this. I know. You always, there's, a, there's never a time when I don't know you. When do you think I started recording? You have a radio voice, John. No, I don't. You do. No. You start being like, oh, oh, what are you saying? Uh huh. Ha ha. I grew up in the theater. <laughs> oh. Um, stop doing oh, Madame Br- I was at a woman's house and I made Le, Le Giserable on her body. 
Blegisarablu should be the name of the musical we make. You know who else made a musical? Probably the Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> there you go. There oh, you go. what a segue. Oh, I'm so, imagine that guy's fucking. Imagine the meetings that guy has subjected people to in his time. Because there was a time he had a legitimate show business career. He probably had an agent. Like, people bought kale salads and sat down with Jim Helwig while he sweated and said, <laughs> here's the pitch for the sitcom. It's about a man who does cocaine and then everyone just sweats. And they're like... What? He got as much as he could. He was the, he was the last star of that era. Of, like... It was him, like, that's the weird thing. Him, Macho Man, and Hulk Hogan. Those are the three stars of that era. Macho Man didn't get as much out of it as the Ultimate Warrior did just because the Ultimate Warrior was, like, different Hulk Hogan. Yeah, I would completely agree with that. And what's also weird is because he wasn't friends with the Hulk Hogan, he didn't have the benefit of having the role of being a bad guy on Thunder in Paradise. <laughs> Do you think that the Ultimate Warrior it was as exact he's as exaggerated crazy as they say, or you think it's just carnies who didn't like one carny not wanting to be a carny? I think it's a little bit of both. I think that he think that he is a dick, but they also didn't like him, which is the worst combination. So it's not that like he was a he was an alright guy that behaved kindly, so they were just like, fuck this guy in his neck. That was the that's the issue. Was it him being more of like a family man thing where he just like, oh, I am a wrestler, but there's going to be something after this versus all these guys being like really pouring over what it is to be a wrestler and him just not really caring? Do you think it's as simple as that or was it? Yeah, it's exa that's exactly what I'm saying is that he just was a – he's just a dude. He's essentially a bodybuilder that they were – he's – you know what? The parallels between him and Goldberg in the ring make sense. Parallel him with Brock Lesnar – in the locker room, and that's the modern-day equivalent. The Ultimate Warrior is essentially that match at WrestleMania 20, because he's just a physically beautiful-looking man that Vince McMahon gave the world to, and much like Brock Lesnar, he disrespected it, and much like the Ultimate Warrior, Brock Lesnar was eventually brought back in because he could move some tickets, and people still want to see him. That's, very, that's a very interesting analogy. That's very interesting, because there was never... Was there ever a promotion that he worked for in between? Did he ever do any shots in Japan? I know that he did a weird Australia ma uh, uh, match in Australia against Orlando Jordan in like the mid two thousands. Oh no! I, I why? Why that. did they? I remember that. Why did um, they go to Australia? That's the same thing as the Hulkamania tour Hulk Hogan briefly did, where he just wrestled Ric Flair like after Ric Flair's retirement, and he had just had back surgery and he looked the most unhealthy and like oh, saying yeah. that saying that about Hulk Hogan in the after 2010 is a terrifying thing it is watching Hogan matches where he bumps and then knowing how he looks now is pretty like cringeworthy but the warrior but back on track though the warrior is one of those guys who he just didn't care that much and it's not it's not bad like were there plans by the time he left in 96, do you know if there were plans to put the title on him again? Or was he more of a special attraction type guy? What, when he left in 96? I don't really know. Also, yes, he did actually have a career um, um, in uh, in Japan. I'm just trying to look. Oh, nice. in 19, Yeah, he did it in uh, 87 and then would appear throughout the 90s. He, uh, 
he drew 44,000 people to the Tokyo Dome. That makes sense, though. Like Less than guy, two weeks there's after... There's no more Japanglish name than the Ultimate Warrior. Like That's so... Oh, my God. They would have fucking uh, loved Ultimate it. Ultimate Warrior versus Miracle Violence Boys. <laughs> yeah. Ultimate Warrior against Cloud of Despair make very bad, glorious tribute. That is the one thing. For everyone who's like, oh, you got to watch the Japanese match. It's great. Oh, who's it between? Oh, it's through... Dancing, it's Dancing Sunshine versus Kill Boy, your wife, for the open concept dream title. Like, I'm out. I'm out, baby. How about Brock versus Ken? Evidently, the Ultimate Warrior wrestled in Japan. Ended his career, actually in the WWF, with a very weird Hall of Fame that uh, was capped off by Mr. T um, rambling on and Kane having to tell him to leave. But before all that happened, one of... Uh, Truly the worst matches ever. The rematch to WrestleMania 6 is... Can you believe that this bag of potatoes fought this bag of baseball bats and it actually looks like a real match? Yeah! Ladies and gentlemen, we are, of course, talking about Halloween Havoc 1990. Who gives a fuck? And, um... The One Warrior Nation. The One Warrior Nation versus the NWO. A time when, if those, for those of you keeping track at home, in the ramp-up to this match, um, Hulk Hogan walked into his dressing room um, and, uh, then sees the warrior appear, and he disappears with fucking Horus, basically making it seem like the ultimate warrior had magical powers. Oh, yeah, wasn't this the one where they fucking, he looked in the mirror, and the warrior was in the mirror, and he was like, <laughs> Yeah, that's I exactly... I forgot about that, yeah. Uh, oh my god, and this is the, uh, this is also, not only was it a bad match, but it, um, it hurt, like, the trap door, they, no, this wasn't the trap door, because that would have been the Warriors debut, but for the Warriors debut, they used a trap door, that then one of the, that I guess either the Warrior or someone else left kind of open, and Davy Boy Smith took a backdrop on it and ruined his whole life. It was just, we mentioned this earlier in the episode, actually, but basically what it was, was it was a trap door. That was just in the mat, like it was just in the ring, like the yeah. one someone was going to get hurt using it, and it was the Ultimate Warrior. I think if we are going to conclude this show, which we need to, because good God, it's taken us for it's going to be a short episode, everybody. It would have been longer if equipment should have cooperated, but I think you're going to take the thing away from the mess that was the Ultimate Warrior. It was someone who had one excellent skill, which was looking fucking scrumptious, uh-huh. and exploited by the wrestling industry and then usually it's in such a negative way but in this case it was a beautifully positive way where he got all the money he he exploited the wrestling industry i'd say that's what i was trying to say sorry it feels like a guy who got one he feels like and it sounds silly but the guy who he was one of the only guys who got one over on vince mcmahon like he inside the wrestling industry as a professional wrestler he's probably one of the only guys who like he came he's saw he went to that fucking hall of fame like just just think about this he's one of the guys who went into the hall of fame who who doesn't have a fucking fake hip he fucking he walked pretty much the exact same as he walked around as a young man and he has a family and he's he can do autograph signings and all this stuff like well he no really he can't won. anymore no he's dead now yeah that's but the thing <laughs> he didn't have a fake hip but his heart was fucking clinging to life but that's more to do with his probably uh, the fun, the funny, funny, fun times. But like, it's just weird in a place like wrestling how 
hated can be by pretty much being a dude who like, oh, I came, I come to work and then I go home. Like I don't, so, I'll go to the company barbecue, but like, like, fuck off. That's a great point. Basically, the reason why a lot of people hated the Ultimate Warrior is it was like, um, he didn't do cocaine with Tully Blanchard the day before he had a drug test, so he didn't understand who Lou Fez was. <laughs> He didn't. He never saw Luthez. He never saw him because he did so much ketamine. Yeah, you never. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a guy who, for like all the bad things you can say about him, are obviously numerous. He was not an athletic man, uh, nor was that a priority of anybody. No, he was king. Again, he I, was he was king. Fucking. Um, he was king. He was king model. He was king. Um, what do you call that? He was king bodybuilder in the time of bodybuilders. He looked the best. Exactly. And then he my, had to do, again, my and then he issue, had to do st- stop doing steroids. So when he came back, people thought he died. That, and it was a different guy. That is the craziest thing that he looked so different that people thought it was a different guy. That, that was a thing that happened in the early nineties. Um, but to uh, to just touch on his uh, his WCW run, I mean, how good was that? Like, it's I don't know. Like, if if you if you want to talk about guys who just came back and then were gone and then people were like glad that's over like he because i remember being like oh the ultimate warrior's back that's pretty that's okay the one warrior nation okay oh he has magic powers this is the best i gotta be honest i did what that didn't make me watch nitro wednesday afternoons on tsn that's when that aired in canada and of course uh, because you're just like what the fuck because you were i was just convinced he was dead Dead. Like, you just didn't know that he was, like, still going. You know what I mean? He was... He was one of, the, he was one of those guys who existed... He was very, very much a time and a place. Like, my, uh, the Ultimate Warrior was the fucking Motley Crew of wrestling. <laughs> like, and you can't... Was... You can't put him in any other place and be... him be respected at all. Yeah, he like, cool. he doesn't keep up with any of the metrics that make you a professional wrestler it was just very much a time it's like wrestling it's, it's weird because wrestling so very few times pops into the mainstream but him like guys in goldberg like people like him and people like goldberg are like the one hit wonders of wrestling but they have that, that thing they have that look that is what people think is just intimidating they basically look like crazy fucking bouncers so they, the mainstream kind of latches onto them, even though they are very much one-hit wonders. Like he's not like you think of a guy like a Eddie Guerrero, you think of a guy like Chris Benoit. These are guys that we know, but no one else does, and they've been around for again many, much. I will say this: I think everyone knows who Chris Benoit is. I know who Chris Benoit is because he did some stuff to his wife. But you think about like <laughs> you think you, about guys. Wait a minute! Who are, like, whoa, 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 whoa. I just know wrestlers who are world champions. Dylan, answer my question. What are you talking about? What did Chris Benoit do do his wife Nancy? Ooh, he murdered her. What? We should do a Chris Benoit episode and just never mention that. <laughs> Free wrestler. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah. Five second long episode. Yeah. He really helped out Dave Meltzer. I mean, goodbye. <laughs> but it is fun. It is fun to have a guy who, if you're thinking in terms of like an actual career of a pro wrestler, what like six years like he had like like actual years he was a pro wrestler like active i suppose would be 87 to 98 no much no it's much earlier than that it's like because he was in texas he was um he was in texas he was around when uh cowboy bill watts was running louisiana 
Um, like Jim yeah, Ross. Yeah, because that was the UWF, right? That's how they did the Blade Runners. Yeah, Blade Runners was in UWF. God, what a terrible idea. The Roadrunner Warriors were successful. What's another sweet future movie? This brooding <laughs> film noir. Are I don't they know both I, detectives? I've no, made that they're... joke in every fucking iteration of this very podcast, and so I don't even know if it's been said on this episode or not. It's um, about. It's, you've said everything a thousand times. Have you? Yeah. No, I'm original, cutting edge, a wrestling podcaster, Dylan Gott. Yeah. You're like the sting to my ultimate warrior, and this podcast is our cutting edge. Our Blade Runner. I am a Blade Runner. I run blades on tables for cooking, and then I snort it. Um, The Ultimate Warrior, what was the best and worst thing about The Ultimate Warrior for you? I really say the worst thing, I'm going to start with worst, I think is the worst thing that ever happened to The Ultimate Warrior was losing to, uh, beating Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania six. And I'll go, and I use this going back to your point is putting the belt on him put far too big of a target on his back. There was no way that he was going to live up to what Hogan was able to do. And well, what else is he supposed to do? Like, what are they supposed to do with the character? Though, hang on, to... hang on, hang on. Let me get to that. Which is, uh, if you're going to, we don't like fantasy booking, but you can do, uh, old school booking, which is what if they had turned him heel in that main event? Which is he beat him by beating the piss out of him with a chair, or Bobby the Brain Heenan came out and they cheated Hulk Hogan for something like that. I know it ends WrestleMania on a down note, but imagine all the places they could have taken it that way because now Hogan, whenever Hogan comes back, he's the presumptive champion, but for however long he's gone, this evil bastard who's mowed through your every, um, uh, every champion is. Um, is reigning over the top of the company. Yeah, yeah Iron Fist style. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, right? That, that I was just thinking about that over the years. Yeah, what's, what's the best thing about the Warrior for you? Entrance, man. Best entrance. Better un- entrance than the uh, Undertaker. It tells you everything you need to know about that guy in 10 seconds. Yeah, it's very quick. It's very effective. It's a very, it's, yeah, it's one of the best things I'd say. One of the most useful. There's a reason why on every Warrior DVD they had to be like, but his entrance was fucking boss, Cheech, because it really was just like, his character was summarized in that entrance. You want to see that guy, whatever he's going to do in those 10 seconds. Exactly. Great theme music, great everything. Just a great idea, and it's so simple. Probably the first wrestler to just really come sprint down to the ring and just can't wait to get in there, right? I, I mean, it. it's 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 detrimental to the rest of the match, but great. Um, my, uh, I guess my best thing about the Ultimate Warrior would be his... Uh, I really liked his face paint. I liked how uh, the match would wear on. His face paint would come no, off. No, no, like, no, 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 no. Keep going. Talk. Dylan? I really liked his... Uh, hello. Fuck. It's, it's like breaking up. Talk really fast and see if we can get this done. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, go. Okay, I liked his, uh, it's a very subtle thing, but I always liked his face paint and how, uh, as he was in actual, like, matches that where he, even if he didn't sell, his face paint would sell that, holy shit, the warrior has to work in this match because it would just, uh, generally, like, peel off his face, which is a very good tool to have when mm-hmm. you're, mm-hmm. I like it. when you're working with a guy who's as limited in the ring as he is. Uh, worst thing you could say, just his movement. He just didn't move well whatsoever. And as you're as you're booking a guy to headline shows, and you even in that era, you have to make the matches fifteen to twenty minutes. I mean, Hogan was bad enough, but there is not a man in the world like unless they were just like, 
Warrior Flare, Warrior Savage, and they did something new every single time. There's no way to make that man's matches interesting. There's just, it's a, it was a daunting task, and as you move forward, like that's why I'm saying he's very much like the wrestling's one-hit wonder. There's no way he could have been popular for as long as the build-up to him getting the title. It would have been impossible. You couldn't have four years of the Ultimate Warrior taking it in 1996. Like, the wrestling business, he came along at the absolute perfect time for what he was, um, but what year? Just by the time he gets the gold, is already done. Like, the 80s are over. You know what I mean? Yeah, he, got, he gets it in 90. I, that's why I think turning him heel would have been a way to rejuvenate that character, make it interesting. It also solves a lot of the problems. He no longer has to talk. Yeah. You put him with Bobby the Brain Heenan right there, boom. Problem solved. Like, it solves every problem. It also means that even if he doesn't have the belt, he has something else on him. And also when you turn him face again, that rejuvenates the character again. So you get three runs as opposed to they just tried to Hulk Hogan him and it never really, really worked. I'll tell you what will work, which is rating this episode on iTunes, which is what you all need to do. Or I'm <laughs> yeah, please, uh, dick. <laughs> please subscribe and rate, please, for the love of God. We have no friends. And everyone makes fun of our penises <laughs> when we put them on uh, penis.com. Thanks very much for listening, guys. I've been Dylan Gott. I've been John Hastings. And I'd like to thank Skype for dropping out a thousand times. Yeah, I'd like bye, to bye, thank bye. GarageBand and Skype for literally giving me an ulcer and making me want to go back to London and punch Dylan in his delicious dick. Uh, yeah, open hand punch that's wrapped around my dick. That's a hand job. Thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye.